0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: I understand Mumford and the Suns were all in London, Ontario yesterday.
0: Yeah, they were. uh, Half of them got in on Sunday night. Their last show was in Spain on Friday, so they flew to us. Two meccas
1: uh, of the world. (laughs) From Spain to London, Ontario, Canada.
0: You know what's funny, guys, is that they are doing 13 summer shows this year all around the world, from Austin, Texas, to Lollapalooza in Brazil, to... London, Ontario, Rock the Park. So I think you know that's what's very cool for London. Yeah, elite class there. That's awesome.
1: How are yeah. they enjoying the city? You've obviously been talking to the guys.
0: You know what? <clears throat> They've had a blast. We got them. Uh, they got them a couple of great dinner reservations, and they went with eighteen of them. Went out to. We had uh, East Park open up on uh, was it Monday night for a little go kart Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Oh, man. Is that
2: on video <laughs> somewhere?
0: That, what's that?
2: Is that on video somewhere? I, I got to see you that. Know what, they
0: sent me a couple of pictures of saying thanks, Mr. Jones. Uh, <laughs> we hooked him up and sent him out a couple of cases of beer. But, you know, uh-huh. you guys know this. This is what sets us apart from, you know, the factories of the amphitheaters and stuff like that is, you know, we're asking these world class bands to come to London in a city park. And what can we do to make it special? So you do things like that, you know, you. You get them great catering and you send them go-karting or you hook them up with some good golf. Yeah, brilliant.
1: I was out at East Park last week. Go-karting My son was with me I bet I bet I could take Marcus down Oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah That yellow car we had Was a little bit faster Than all the other ones Always
0: one <laughs> how, about the, how about those Helmets boys how oh, yeah, about They're beauty huh? The old school oh, You look like you're In space oh. balls Yeah you look like a Ping pong <laughs> balls On your head <laughs> And then you hit one Bump and it rotates And all of a sudden It's in front of you and, Oh my god This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Burger
1: King. Those crazy SOBs, they just went and did it. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it. We're not even going to pretend that we're trying to be uh, healthy anymore. If they ever pretended in the first place. Uh, There is a new menu item at Burger King in Thailand. It's called The Real Cheeseburger. And it's a bun in between the bun, you've got 20 slices of processed American cheese and then cheese sauce on top of that. Oh my god! So it's just cheese. So to,
2: it looks like it looks like your mom took all the Kraft singles in the fridge in a package, brand new package, stacked them on top of each other and then put buns on them. <laughs> it's, it, that's all it looks like.
1: Yeah, it's, well that's all it is. It's I, I, 20... It's crazy. 20 uh, slices of processed cheese in between a bun. But they stagger them so they look pa- like a nice pattern. But costs $14.15 Canadian.
2: I I don't think I could. I don't think I could finish and you're, it. And you're
1: a grilled cheese guy, Jim.
2: Big time. Two slices, three sli- I think three to four slices would be a fun novelty. It'd be a mess. But like, imagine trying to eat this thing in, a, in any sort of heat. Like do they cook it?
1: They should have called it the Burger King Constipator. <laughs> and go flying off the shelf. <laughs> like the Wendy's baconator, yeah, but this yeah, is sure. the constipator. The shake Shake it on the toiletator. <laughs> Wendy's should should uh come back with 20 pieces of cheese and 40 pieces of bacon.
2: Oh, it's a cheese
1: arms race. Like again, there's no meat on this burger. It's called the real cheeseburger, but there's no burger. It's just all cheese. Yeah. What like let's do some quick math here. Hold on. Let me pull up. Now, I don't know if they're using Kraft singles, but it does look like Kraft singles, so I'm going to Google the nutritional facts for a craft single here. It for sure looks like processed cheese, and it is. Pro- it says in the description, yeah. it's processed cheese. Okay, so if this is something similar to a craft single, you're looking at sixty six calories per slice, four point nine grams of fat per slice. So let's just call it five grams of fat times twenty. You're looking at a hundred grams of fat. <laughs> Before you even get to the cheese sauce or the bun. (laughs) 66 times 20 equals 1,320 calories before you get to the cheese sauce and bun.
2: Yeah, I mean, that is crazy. It just looks so unappetizing. Maybe people in Thailand eat a lot more cheese and it's just their palate's different, but it looks like if you you asked a roommate to like make a sandwich for you and then he did it as a joke or like passively aggressively made you a terrible sandwich.
1: Or if you're as high as a kite. <laughs> and you're just pushing it to the absolute limit. And it's grocery day tomorrow yeah. and the only things you got left in the fridge are 20 slices of cheese and a bun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. The real cheeseburger, or the constipator, as we're calling it, now available at Burger King in Thailand only. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Another story about artificial intelligence here. So hot right now. Specifically, chat GPT. Earlier in the week, we were talking, Jim, about the new technology with... uh, AI-infused sex toys yeah, that yeah. are now on the market.
2: Where they can read uh, smutty novels to you while you're <laughs> using them.
1: They will tell you an erotic story as they do their thing. <laughs> and now, you said uh, that's not something you necessarily need in your relationship? I don't think so. I prefer to read it myself. Right. Yes. No, like the Dear Penthouse letters back in the day.
2: No, I will, but I will orally... Oh, my goodness. I will read them out loud. Are we talking by yourself? Or are you,
1: are you to reading, my lady. Are you reading to your wife? I don't need technology. Wife? No, I don't, but... Uh. This would have come in handy a couple of weeks ago for you. Another use, besides romance novels while you're using a vibrator, another use for chat GPT that people have discovered why not have it officiate your wedding (laughs) this is in colorado a couple claim to be the first to have their wedding officiated by artificial intelligence
0: thank you all for joining us today to celebrate the extraordinary love and unity of reese allison lynch and dayton truitt we are honored and grateful to have each and every one of you here we witnessed the joining of two souls in love and on this remarkable day we also embrace an extraordinary moment of innovation as we have the privilege of being part of the first ai officiated wedding we eagerly look upon this ceremony not only as a celebration of your love but also as a symbol of unity between humanity and artificial intelligence you know what pretty good
1: the speech and the words it chose the words <laughs> it's brutal and, well i know a lot of people that are using the chat gpt now for like presentations at work to help them write speeches if yeah, they are yeah. a, a best man in a wedding you know they'll type in the information let the the ai formulate the the speech for them so why not just hook up a an ipod to a speaker and I have know. the thing marry you but of all the things it could do like you could just google good
2: minister speeches or whatever and you'd get the exact same thing how
1: much did it cost you to have somebody actually stand there you could have saved three hundred dollars jim well you got to pay this thing somehow no you just hook it up they put a little robot head on a speaker for free nobody's making money off this chat gpt do you have to pay for that
2: I guess not. No. And then, and then you and then you put it into a voice to text. I don't know. It seems like something out of like Robocop. I picture the couple on a conveyor belt moving through like a futuristic <laughs> mall <laughs> as it reads that, and then next, <laughs> pff, move on to the next one. Welcome to the
1: next couple. Yeah.
2: Same thing. Same speech over and over every day. I don't like it. it needs a little humanity in your wedding. Of any day of your life, you want the the human soul involved. Sure. Or. You
1: could save 300 bucks and use ChatGPT.
0: As we have the privilege of being part of the first AI officiated wedding. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Am I the only one who's watching Deep Fake Love on Netflix? What's this? You guys into it? Dev, have you been watching Deep Fake
3: Love? Never heard of it, but I'm immediately
1: interested. <laughs> it's a reality show, and it's going to sound like I'm making this up. It's a reality show where they force. Uh, people to watch videos of their partners cheating on them and they have to determine whether or not their partner is actually cheating on them or it's a deep fake video created using... Oh my AI God. replicating AI. the partner's face yes. <laughs> and voice? Oh. And voice. Wow. So you have to sit there and I don't think they, they told the contestants exactly what they were getting into when they signed up for it because... These people are having, like, full-on mental nervous breakdowns when they're watching. It would be traumatic. They're watching images of their longtime girlfriend or boyfriend making out with a super hot stud. Or, you know, some babe in a bikini and they're just making out. Or, and then they go in, in the bedroom and it's, I don't know what country it's from, but some Spanish speaking country um, because it's translated. So it's, it's all subtitles. Like when they, after they show the video, the host is like, realidad or ficción. <laughs> What do you think of this video of your girlfriend getting an ice cube eaten out of her belly button by a super hot muscular man? Is it Realidad or Fiction?
2: Yeah, that could be worse. That's on the lower end of crossing the line. Yeah,
1: they always start with one that's kind of like a little flirty. Then they move into one like (laughs) the two of them having an intimate conversation under the stars about... How much more I like you than my boyfriend? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like oh, he just—he's so annoying. I can't stand him. You just make me feel like I'm in high school again. Reality, <laughs> oh, <laughs> That the guy is just crying. They're—they're they're bawling. Yeah, boy. like they're sitting there bawling, and then uh, at the end of it, whoever gets the most right ends up winning $100,000, but is it worth it? Not enough money. The, the partners are off... Like living in a Big Brother situation yeah. in like a house with oh so they're not in there at all no they're they're gone they're in another oh, because there be fights all the time for living sure living in a house with other hot people oh and they're feeding them alcohol encouraging them to have affairs sure.
3: and now it's Twister night <laughs> who is the psychopath that's coming up with this and who's trusting that person because that that guy's got to be like yeah he's devious. But it, how believable are the deep fakes, or are, are any really of them good. even deep fakes?
1: Okay, they're, they're really good to the point where people can't tell if it's reality data or fiction. <laughs> 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 like multiple times, Holy. people have said fiction, and it's been reality data. Wow, oh, dude, man. that is a. Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know if I would do, but I I just Googled it. Deep fake love. Is it scripted or real? Is the new controversy? Uh-huh. But everything is. I think every reality, reality show is a bit a of mix of both. Kind of scripted. Yeah, as in as in the lines they're saying aren't scripted, but the situations they're forced into are c- coordinated or yeah. choreographed, basically. Reality dead. <laughs> fix the all. <laughs> I'm kind of interested to watch it.
1: I think the finale is coming out this week or next week. They've been releasing an episode every week, and my wife and I got on it. And we're like, a, I said, I wouldn't. We're never going on this show, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one because the guys are way better looking than me. I think. I think and, it's a yeah. reality dad possibility. My wife would leave me I, if she <laughs> had the opportunity
2: for one of those hunks. Even going on the Amazing Race with your partner would be a real test of your
1: relationship Uh, no reality shows for me please deep fake love watch videos of your partner cheating on you and try and determine whether or not it's a realidad or fiction this is the Taz and Jim podcast talking about uh, Gordon Miller from TSN his tweet he's out in Calgary he said he's visiting one of his aunts and she's going to try and uh, return a deck chair that she has that she bought in 1985 because it has a rip in it. It supposedly has a lifetime guarantee, and she saved the receipt. Epic. <laughs> so she's going to give that a whirl. We started talking about lifetime guarantees, lifetime warranties. Have you ever cashed in on one of those? Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this?
0: Hey, it's Percy. How are you guys doing this?
1: Good. Darcy, thanks for calling in. You got a story about a lifetime guarantee?
0: Well, I do. Uh, so I'm in HVAC, and we sell furnaces. All our parts are 10-year warranty, but the heat exchanger itself is uh, recognized as lifetime warranty. Hmm. But the lifetime warranty is only valid for 20 years.
1: 20 years. Well, it's sure kind of life. like when you get a life sentence. Yeah. You're. What, are you going yeah. to prison for 25? 25, I think, yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, the
1: product
2: that that woman is trying to get
1: fixed, like 40 years, I know that wouldn't go over without <laughs> I wonder. She's a got the receipt, though. A 40-year-old deck chair. Right. Imagine getting mad that a, for- a chair only lasted 40 years. Honestly, this deck
2: chair company or whatever store sold it should take this story and run with it and say, hey, our chairs last 40 freaking years. Yeah, and, and here's, here's a new one. Yeah, yeah, give her a exactly. new one.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah, they would get all kinds
1: of sales. As long as the company's still in business, right? <laughs> yeah. Our product will outlast our company. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened many times. We've got some uh, some other examples here from Taz and Jim listeners.
2: Mm-hmm. Regarding the lifetime warranty discussion, I had, this is from Reba, I had a Columbia coat that I had for more than 20 years. In that 20 years, I brought it in three or four different times for warranty because the zipper kept breaking. It had holes in it, but it still worked well. I finally brought it in for one last time, and it was so bad and so worn out, they just handed me a new one for free. They couldn't stand to see me wearing <laughs> their product looking the way it did after so many years <laughs> of wearing it. Uh, I cried when they gave me a new one. I was so happy. I still wear it to this
1: day. Oh, well, that's cool. Here, here's a good one. Uh, we've got a listener who says he's on his third Tilly hat. Tilly, like the fisherman's hat kind of yeah, thing? Like yeah, like the big with the big brim on it nice Tilly hat. You're, you just got married, Jim. You got a couple of years till you're in your Tilly hat years. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's coming. I'm looking forward to it. I on say. my third Tilly hat replacement has never been a problem. That's mm. cool. Here's another one.
2: Lifetime warranties on Mastercraft tools. I used to take my dad's sockets and make smoking devices out of them. like <laughs> think they're doing bottle toaks or something. And my dad would make me take them back to the store and get new ones. Resin and all. And they would still give us a new set. He would also buy Mastercraft tools at garage sales for dirt cheap and then return them for new ones. So I don't like that. One time we pulled this saw out of the river, and he legit took it... Took that thing back, slapped it down on the customer service desk, seaweed and all, still leaking water and asked for a replacement. Our local
1: Canadian Tire was not a fan. That is the kind of guy who ruins lifetime warranties for everybody. So true. (laughs) This is the Taz
0: and Jim Podcast.
1: Rain came down pretty heavy yesterday. Jim, I know that you were concerned because your soccer games have been rained out for the past couple weeks. Yeah, this one got
2: delayed by 10 minutes. But and,
1: you did play soccer yeah, last night.
2: on the way out, it was a nightmare. We thought it was going to be canceled, but we did play. And there was a lot, like, since the field is wet, there was a lot more, I think, slide tackling, and, you know, it's hard to get your footing more than usual. So, the game got a little out of control at one point. We were beating the team, like, 5-1, and everybody's, like, running their mouths. and Humble
1: brag on that.
2: Not real. Ri- well, we were beating them 5-1. It was a cup did. game, so it was good. I didn't play particularly well, to be honest, but our team did. Um, and... <laughs> you know it's one thing if you're the guy on the field chirping this is a master's league by the way it's it's guys 35 plus and it's it's pretty competitive we're in the first division there's like five leagues we're in the first we're in the top one i think Or actually there's premier bef- ahead of us but it's still competitive soccer. so it's good soccer it's good but it's also
1: the dream's kn- over you're 35
2: yeah, you saw, and it's still good to be passionate about it, but realize what you're doing, and it's master soccer, and it's, uh, it, you know, it's for fun, generally. Um, but there's, like, you know, it's bad for kids softball and kids sports. There's always fans or parents in the, in the stands yelling, but this time there was a uh, an even older adult, uh, yelling in the stands at the ref, and at one point he was like, Yo, you suck, ref. You blah, blah. I'm gonna find you, ref. I will find you. This is a spectator? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm on the field, and I'm like, oh, tough. Gu-. Nobody on the field is talking. I'm like, oh, tough guy alert. Tough guy here. And then, was like, I don't know, because I was getting annoyed at all the... And I, I rarely talk. I rarely say anything when I'm playing sports. I usually keep it to myself. But then I was like said the tough guy thing. And my uh, captain, uh, Matt Sharp, he's like, Jimmy, shut the hell up. We're not involved in this. you know. We're already winning. Like Don't give him a reason to hate us. To the ref, basically, or anybody else. So I was like, you're right. And I got kind of humbled in the moment. I'm like, you're right. I should have shut my mouth and not even get involved. But that guy, like the game didn't restart until that guy, I think, got in his car and had to leave. What else do you do? You can't. The guy can't. got kicked out. Yeah, I think so. He's a like, oh, I gotta find my got a fan got a red
1: card. <laughs>
2: I got to find my umbrella. Where's my umbrella? Get out of here.
1: Yeah, some people take it really seriously, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm.
2: It's good to have passion.
1: Sure, passionate it, it,
2: soccer fans. It's
1: good to get excited about something. You kind of need that in life. Sure,
2: but it it happens a lot. Like people take it like it's good to take it seriously. But to get into arguments and stuff like that, and you know, almost getting a fight or something, it's so dumb.
1: Yeah. Oh, you remember the story I told uh, from uh, my softball league years ago. I haven't played softball for probably four or five years. But boss Brad was saying he was out at the softball diamonds a couple weeks ago, and there was a guy there saying, oh, you work with Taz? that guy uh, talked about on the radio the time that I yelled at the umpire and this and that and he talked about it on the radio what a jerk and Brad's like well it's kind of his job to talk on the radio and maybe you shouldn't have been yelling at the umpire did you say his name like how no the... I didn't say his name but he knew who he was well I bet you all this, everybody who knows him knew who it was yeah. I, like
2: I hear the guy getting belligerent at the softball game like I bet you that's Dave <laughs> I heard
1: Tess talking about some loser on the radio I bet I know who it was <laughs> yeah,
2: I know a losers.
1: <laughs> but again, it's good to be passionate about things. Sure. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us. I can't wait to hear this audio. Jim and Dev have both heard it, but uh, I've been waiting so I could react live on the air was a little bit of a faux pas with the Philadelphia Flyers social media team the other day.
3: Yeah, memo to social media teams, if you're doing a Zoom call and you've got reporters and players on, make sure your mic is off, make sure you're muted. This is good for all meetings in general, if you're, you know, meeting with the boss. So
1: this is like an online press
3: conference. Yeah, so Garnett Hathaway signed a a deal with the Philadelphia Flyers at the start of free agency, and they finally had a a meet and greet with the media so he could answer some questions. One of the questions from uh, a reporter was... Why were you interested in joining the Philadelphia Flyers during a rebuild? And as you will hear in the audio here, the social media team did not really like the question. Hi, hey, I was wondering, as um, a veteran with a relatively successful NHL career, what makes the Flyers, who are in a rebuild state, a destination that I was? Designed How many times she going to ask this? Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's really a lot of things I can learn, to. Uh, The Flyers suck. Why do you want when I look
2: at it, it's, it's an organization. <laughs> <laughs> that, the, the last woman who spoke in the background said, The Flyers suck. Why do you want to play for them? Which is essentially, like, she's the paraphrasing question. what the
1: question was. <laughs> oh, boy. Could have been worse. Could have been much worse. How many times are you good, ask this effing question? <laughs> Definitely
2: not good. And I would love to be in that room when the who who knows the boss comes in and say, "Hey guys, uh, did you know that your mic was on that whole time?" And just see the blood drain out of their face.
1: That's a joke we make to each other all the time in the radio studio here. If someone makes a joke that's a little salty or says a bad word. Well, I'll, I'll look at you guys and be like, oh, the mics are on, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It got me the first three years. Now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> well, every now and then
3: you you you're clench a little bit. Like, Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they
2: always say, like, we, we all went to broadcasting school, but one of the things they always tell you is, though, anytime you're in front of the mic, you have to act like it's live. Yeah. Many a broadcaster has been taken down. Anything
1: in a room with a microphone that you would not say if the microphone was on.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. But, you know, in this situation, uh, they probably didn't get that training. Do we know have they been fired?
3: Or? They haven't yet. The, the Flyers have apologized. I would fire them. Also, it's a reasonable question because he's a guy that. Was traded from Washington to Boston last year. He was a big part of you know Boston's hopeful playoff push, and now he's going to a Flyers team for not a big contract. So I think it's a reasonable question, like why are you hitching your wagon to the Flyers? Oh, how many times is this guy gonna eff and
1: defend <laughs> this lady who a yeah, yeah. stupid effing question? Oh,
3: this show sucks. Why am I on it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if the mic is in the room There's a chance people can hear what you're saying
0: Thanks Deb. This is the Taz and Jim podcast
1: Jim you and I need to start playing pickleball So we can freak out on our competition Would love to Doubles pickleball
2: <laughs> Get real into it. like John McEnroe Throwing the, the, the racket The
1: Taz and Jim doubles pickleball tournament Sounds like a good idea It's so, uh, so big Pickleball Its popularity is increasing, but be careful if you're going to play because... Pickleball injuries are on the upswing as well. I mean, percentage-wise, obviously, because the game's getting more popular. Yeah. So it's
2: it's inevitable, basically.
1: This is like when avocado toast became all the craze, right? And everyone was making avocado toast. And they coined the phrase avocado hand at hospitals because people <laughs> were trying to cut an yes. avocado yes. or slicing their hands open. So, yeah, obviously, if more people are playing, more people are going to hurt themselves. It's especially the older people.
2: yeah, I could see you know you're taking a so you're on the run, you take a swing, trip, fall, and it's kind of a hard surface too.
1: They say pickleball can be as athletic or as non athletic as you make it, but if you're trying harder than you should at your age, there's a chance you may injure yourself.
2: It does seem like. The least injury prone sport. Like you just look at it, the court's small, the paddles are giant. Nobody's, I've seen a few videos. Nobody's moving that fast. It's like, it's like shuffleboard where it's like, it's almost
1: like a casual sport. I've pulled my back playing ping pong before.
2: (laughs) That gets intense, dude.
1: In somebody's basement, you're like dodging pillars and treadmills. It it wasn't even during a rally. I rally was over and I was mad at my buddy and I tried to smash the ball at him as hard as I could. Yeah, yeah. And tweak my back. (laughs) That's what you get. Who's laughing now? (laughs) So if you're a pickleballer, Just make sure you're playing within your your capabilities. We don't want to see you end up in the ER. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Slash from Guns N' Roses is featured in the new Barbie movie. He was asked to play on one of the songs in the film by producer Mark Ronson. And he said, sure. Wolfgang Van Halen also plays on the track. This is... uh, this is Ken's big moment in the film. There's a clip of the song online. It's called, I'm Just Ken. Here's a sample.
3: Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how
1: hard I tried. Oh, oh I, I have feelings that I can't explain. Driving me
3: insane. All my life been so polite Cause I'm just kidding. Anywhere else I'd be
0: Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? I'm just
1: kidding. where i see. I'm not hearing a lot of slashes slash in this <laughs> so far. <laughs> i
2: hear a lot of piano. There's Wolfgang, though. You can hear those beats.
1: Is Wolfgang playing rhythm guitar there? Oh, there. That's maybe that's, that's some good. slash. That's some power ballad. <laughs> uh, all right. It doesn't necessarily make me want to see the movie more I know, than I yeah. did. With all this hype, I still don't get it. Seeing the trailers. Hearing that clip, I...
2: Maybe in context in the movie, it's funny, once they build up the character. Yeah. Because he is, like, number two. It's funny if that's his
1: character. Like, he's always overshadowed by Barbie, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, hmm. and, and the guitar, there could be a big guitar solo. That's all we've heard of the song so far. But there could be a big slash, you know, uh, minute and a half long yeah. guitar solo that happens at some point. I don't know. I want the Karate Kid song. I want something that gets <laughs> me going, you know? <laughs> I'm Just Ken featuring Wolfgang Van Halen, Slash, and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> they're, really, they're really pumped about this Barbie movie. They spent a ton of money on marketing. Uh, they've got the, the, all the talk with the Barbenheimer uh, double release. You got Oppenheimer coming out the same day as as Barbie next week. It would be great to see Slash doing, like, a November Rain-style guitar solo while that atomic bomb's going off in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> <laughs> <whistles> yeah.
2: <whistles> and the big, like, shockwave is coming <whistles> towards <whistles>
1: them.
0: <whistles> and
1: they're not done making these movies out of... Mattel Toys, by the way. What was the list you were reading to me yesterday, Jim? Yeah, well, if you thought the Barbie concept was
2: ridiculous for a movie, Mattel has 45 other movies in (laughs) development based on toys.
1: 45! Yeah,
2: only 13 have been publicly announced, but they make me confused. Some of them more than others. Daniel Kaluuya's uh, Barney the Dinosaur is in the works. J.J. Abrams is attached to a Hot Wheels film. Plus they have uh, the rights, uh, they're they're in the process of making a movie about American Girl Dolls, Magic 8-Ball, Major Matt Mason, which I'm not, he's a, it's a astronaut, I'm not familiar with that toy, Matchbox, which is the little dinky cars, Masters of the Universe, Polly Pocket, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which I think we already had a movie about Yeah, with Hugh
1: Jackman, wasn't there?
2: Uno! and Viewmaster. I would love to see, like, a high-stakes poker-type movie, but Uno?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like Rounders. Yeah! (laughs) The Uno version. That would be fun. And Slash has to be on the soundtrack for all those movies.